0: Have you seen this? Why don't you come up to my office, and I'll lock you in and show you.
1: Welcome to Have You Seen This,
0: the world's only podcast about obscure, overlooked, and misbegotten media.
1: All discussions will be spoiler-heavy.
0: You have been warned.
1: This show would not be possible without the support of our patrons. If you would like to support our show, join us at patreon.com slash This. For just $5 a month, get access to our Discord and all three episodes every month covering movies you've never heard of, or maybe wish you hadn't.
0: Yes, it is the movie that puts CD in CD-ROM. It's Disclosure.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was a sexier time. You had Microsoft and Carta.
0: Yeah. You had the- You had
1: Compact Presarios. Uh-huh.
0: You had the puzzle game uh, missed. Of course. Yeah, you...
1: one that Tim is very intimately familiar. Yeah, with. intimate. You
0: had uh, SGI Spark stations as your desktop computer just for checking email and doing video chat, which is a hell of a flex in this movie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Why it sounds like it's about 1994 or so. The golden
0: age of the internet, sure.
1: Yeah. Oh, man, we didn't know, like, how bad it would become. <laughs> yeah,
0: until it would just descend into the cesspool that it's become. Uh, Jen, we have a, a another voice on our ch- on our chat here. Who is this?
1: It's your friend and mine uh, from the very good Saucer Cinema podcast, which I have guested on before. It's Alex. Alex, thank you for coming on.
2: Oh, you're very, very welcome. Thank you for having me. Um, anybody want a
1: Prozac? <laughs> you know, I've been listening to Prozac And it's been very me
0: It's that office culture You know, that's very uh, very laid back, very supportive You know, they want people to, to be their, their whole selves in the workplace And if that means having to uh, take the edge off with some medication, so be it
1: Well, you realize yeah. that the problem is that they're letting holes in the workplace
0: I know, first voting and now this
1: And that's why we're talking about Michael Crichton's disclosure.
0: Yes. Um, Michael Crichton, people just throwing money at him in the 90s. Absolutely. Well,
1: you do one Jurassic Park and...
0: And, you know, really, that's all I ask. If I could just do Jurassic Park once. Yeah.
1: But, honestly, he had been doing it since, like, the Andromeda strain, I want to say. Yeah.
0: I mean, I don't know if that was, like, a huge, you know, Spielberg-level hit, but... Yeah, True, yes, this, um, but
1: he did have a, a proven track record of writing popular fiction, some of which translated extremely well to the big screen.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, well, also, also directing, you know, he also did Westworld and Looker, I think. and uh, Yeah, was, and
1: Great Train Robbery.
2: Yeah, and there was also one where uh, Gene Simmons was a bad guy. It was a sci-fi movie, Breakaway or something.
0: Oh, geez, I should wow. know that there was, one.
2: There was like... It was like it was like on. It used to be on cable all the time back. Was
0: that Gene days. Simmons and Tom Selleck? Okay. Yes. Yes. Shoot. Yeah, I'm blanking on the name. It
2: was like it's like robot spiders or something in it. Yeah, <laughs> I
0: can't remember the name because it is culturally irrelevant. So I did not commit that wow. to memory.
1: Do we, Do we have another item for the Tim movie list? Which, by which, of course, we mean movies that only Tim remembers. I, <laughs> why not at this point? We'll put it on the list next to Black Dog starring Me.:
0: Oh, Life. yeah, that was a great movie. Just really opened up the... Uh, it was, you know, the, the redux of, of trucking movies that uh, Gemini Man started.
1: <laughs> yes, a titan of the genre. Yeah. But we're talking about a serious issue today, though. Mm-hmm. And that's why yeah. I've called you all here today. I would like you to watch this video about not swatting your assistant on the ass with a folder. I, like, I'm sorry, but having the folder, it's not a prophylactic. It doesn't make it okay. It's business
0: related. Like, these are business files Aww. I'm using to hit my assistant on the ass.
1: And, you know, if she hits you back, then, hey, what's good for the goose, etc. Right,
0: yeah. We like to keep things chill here. We, we're a family here.
2: Emphasis on the goose. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it really was a different time and the reason that we're talking about this one is that alex had a very good idea of talking about kind of erotic yuppie panic films of yeah. the late 80s and 90s and what film was more panicked than a movie about an extremely sexy woman who lies her way to the top of the corporate ladder and then just decides to destroy a man's life because he wouldn't fuck her.
0: Yeah, that's, <laughs> you, you can't trust an attractive woman, which is why, Jen, you and I get along so well.
1: <laughs> I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have you noticed that this isn't a video podcast? There's a very good reason exactly, for Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Oof. Uh, like, if I showed my face on a Zoom call, uh-huh. I would get sued for causing people to get right. afraid. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah.
0: Your company would get sued, and they would uh, wipe all your files from your your home workstation, and you'd be ruined.
1: But it's a it's a big pain in the ass to get to those files. But we'll we'll get to mm-hmm. that. Um, Alex, what was your experience with this film? I think you mentioned seeing it in the theater.
2: I did see it in the theater. Uh, I was around let me see, came out in 90, yeah, I was, like, right, literally, like, 12. Like, that, <laughs> it was pretty young. Uh, it's a good age. Yeah, yeah, Sneaking yeah. Sneaking into and, R-rated uh, movies? Saw... Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it wasn't it was so much and like, the, the, this is, like, a dollar theater. Like, they did not give a shit whatsoever who was going into what movie. Right, made. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> nice. my, uh, my friend, uh, who's unfortunately since deceased, he uh, uh, recommended it. Well, I think we both rec- were, like, looking for something to watch and i go what about disclosure it's based on that michael Crichton book yeah uh,
0: michael <laughs> Crichton's popular it's yeah. got virtual reality in it it's got you know some sexy a-listers this should be a great movie Yeah. wow
1: this is gonna be as good as lawnmower man well yeah <laughs> exactly that's a high bar i
0: mean true
1: we yeah. were we were
2: expecting some titties or something i mean and uh, yeah uh, that's kind of like the, that was kind of the pitch you know hey it's it's got it's michael Crichton. it's titties it's uh virtual reality. Mm-hmm. It's a, you know, whatever. It's like, right. it, we have nothing else to do. It's a Saturday in the middle <laughs> of like February or something. So, uh, so yeah, we went to go see it and uh, we were like riveted. We, no, just kidding. We were like asleep within like 10 <laughs> minutes. I, yeah.
1: I can see I, that, especially at the age of 12 when you're expecting something at least Mildly sexy, and instead it stars Michael Douglas. Yeah, it's it's courtroom
0: drama with a veneer of 90s tech utopianism in it.
1: Yeah, Yeah. it's not even courtroom drama, it's arbitration (laughs) drama. Yes, yeah, it's mediation.
0: (laughs) I didn't know that when I, you know, paid the dollar to go see this movie, I was also agreeing to binding arbitration. (laughs)
1: Yeah, so you can't sue us for making you watch our shitty movie. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think having now seen it twice, um, yeah. <laughs> there it's it's fine. It moves at a reasonable pace. Mm-hmm. Um, the as much as I I have a reputation for not liking Michael Douglas, he is a fine actor and a professional. Demi Moore is also very good. You also have uh, Donald Sutherland. And Dennis Miller, but don't hold that against the movie. Nobody knew how much yeah. it was, it was to before suck. his yeah. yeah yeah
0: it was before his reactionary you know right wing heel turn yeah. yeah
1: and this was it a was
0: before nine eleven broke him right
1: and this was a time when people were extremely concerned about the workplace environment because mm-hmm. for many years men and women had worked side by side but now women had the ability to maybe ruin your life if you did certain things that you expected that you would be able to do without getting much pushback. But all of a sudden they were getting like feminism and political correctness. And to step aside, to step out of the joking for a second, uh, it is very easy to read this movie as a uh, kind of a, a backlash to a lot of the gains made by feminism in years past. But you can also read it as sort of a plea for male victims to also be taken seriously. Uh Well,
0: yeah, that's the thing is by doing the uh, the old Reddit switcheroo on the gender roles, Mm -hmm. you know, it makes you kind of reconsider a, a couple of things because if you're a... Uh, if, if you're a, a sexist man watching this, and it's like, well, it puts the man as the victim, you're like, well, suddenly I empathize with this character. I wouldn't like to be treated like that. Right. It's like, uh-huh.
1: Yeah, which is um, sort of funny because there actually is a line where uh, Michael Douglas's wife says to him in the movie, like, you are so narcissistic, you don't even understand things until they actually happen to you, which right. is sort of funny to you, be like, viewer. wait, you can sexually harass men? Well, that's not okay.
0: <laughs> right, yeah, even the very idea that it isn't, you know, purely like a one-sided sexual thing.
1: Right, too. but you know, it's a it's a fair point because there are male victims and even if they get disbelieved for reasons that are different to the reasons that women might be disbelieved, it's still a problem and it shouldn't happen. So, well, yes,
0: as dealt with very deftly on a very special episode of Too Close for Comfort, <laughs> as we may recall.
1: Be sure to listen to our bonus episode about Too Close for Comfort. But um, <laughs> before we get into the, the, you know, the political theory of it all, um, which one of you would like to take a crack at describing the plot of the film?
0: oh god I, I, Not me. i'm just here <laughs> for all the like 90s internet nostalgia oh yeah. yeah well
1: we did we did ask you specifically for your your expertise because you did own a four thousand dollar power book at one point
0: yeah i don't know how i had that money in college wow. but i'm i go to the vintage computer show and now i see that on display <laughs> it's like well <laughs> i i had a dvd rom drive you know at my fingertips i i had Zip disks, you know, that cool. I could take with me and, and put on my laptop. It was 100 gigs, man, baby. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I could compute on a plane. I could annoy the people around me. I could watch a Clockwork Orange on a flight and have the, the you know, flight attendant tell me, you know, ask me very, uh, very politely to turn it off. You know, I, I was living the lifestyle there.
1: Tim had a very successful lemonade stand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that he sold crack from. Oh,
0: right. Okay. Yeah, I, I learned it on the Apple II.
1: <laughs> well, I think um, Alex, I think you mentioned that you're you're playing Hurt So Tim, do you want to maybe sum up the plot for this one?
0: Um, it's a uh, it's a lot like uh, one of Jen's other uh, other favorites. Um, uh, Ken Russell's The Devils. Ooh. It is a guy who <laughs> is master of his domain. He's, you know, slapping his assistant on the ass. He's uh, talking <laughs> in very, uh, what, blue uh, terms with his coworkers. It's a, it's a madhouse here. It's like any other startup. Um, but then, you know, this fucking woman comes in. And is like, well, you know, I want to play this game too. I'm gonna to fuck whoever I feel like in the office. But he says no because he's married. Which, whatever. Um, and then, you know, the, then it, beca- it becomes a whole thing. Um, <laughs> Is that is that sufficient for describing the like last two thirds of the movie? It becomes a whole thing.
1: I think that that kind of works because it is you yeah. know there is a it is twisty. Just when you think that uh, Tom uh, Sanders, uh, Michael Douglas' mm-hmm. character, has wiggled out his pr- out of his predicament, there is a curveball, and you're like, "Ooh, here goes the third act." But
0: yeah, yes,
1: uh, you know, which is it's fine. It's- it's your
2: classic, you know, you think the monster's dead, but no, it pops out again. Out of- but no,
1: she's on a Nordic track, and she's yes. coming for you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
2: exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It turns out it's all about uh, financial malfeasance, and the whole sexual thing is just, you know, icing on the cake. Her face. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, Tim, that's very problematic. We're going to have to talk about this at the next HR meeting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man.
0: <laughs> Every time I do, I crack a joke on these episodes. You make me watch that video again from HR.
1: Yeah, I don't even know how we have an HR department on a podcast with fewer than 100 listeners, but...
0: That's where all our money goes, I guess. Yeah, it's obligatory. But, you know, compliance. Yeah.
1: yeah. Now, um, I don't know. Like, maybe I'll... Uh, I feel like I could talk a lot about this movie but maybe i'll kick it to you guys um okay alex Um, what i know what you thought about the movie when you were 12 (laughs) it was probably (laughs) it was probably maybe not pitched to your demographic but on revisiting it um what jumped out at you about it
2: uh (laughs) well i mean honestly like just a lot i mean just just I always, I do like going back to movies like this because I do like seeing, like, I I have always enjoyed, like, watching movies from, like, that just capture a different mindset and a different thing. But I I think what I noticed about this was that we, uh, almost everything in it, like, there's some, it's like, it does kind of touch back on what's going on now in some way. But it's like, in it's like the the distant embryonic, uh, you know, like the single celled organism version of what we have now, which is just like this monstrous uh, I don't I actually, this is a really tortured metaphor. I can't really I don't know where I'm going with it. <laughs> well, I think
1: Well, it's,
0: you torture it as much as you want, just don't harass it. I there you know.
2: go. Right, <laughs> right. It's
0: the right. limitation. No, but yeah. I think you
1: have a point because it occurred to me watching this a second yeah. time today that yes, it Covers sort of male anxiety about women in the workplace. But yeah. it's also kind of an, one One of the things I actually like about it is that as a portrait of kind of corporate malfeasance, yeah. it's actually pretty pointed because yes, Demi Moore's character, Meredith does get her comeuppance twice basically because she loses out in the in the mediation but then she's humiliated in front of the entire company by yeah. tom michael douglas which you know, is fine yeah, that's she's, her kink, eh, she's a bitch so but <laughs> you notice how there are executives in this company uh played by donald sutherland and an extremely wormy dylan baker
2: yeah uh, that yeah. just baby baby face baker, Dylan yes, baker
1: yes that just kind of slide past this with no repercussions, even though they are really deeply into some unethical shit.
0: But the idea of them getting any kind of comeuppance
1: is like, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah. it's
0: Yeah, he's that character actor who's always like that kind of the wormy guy. Yeah.
1: And he's Um, really loathsome in this.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. Because
1: like right when he shows up, it's when Tom is coming to the office. He's late. He thinks he's going to get a VP position, but he's very quickly disabused of that notion by this shit stirring asshole Phil played by, by Dylan Baker. And it's actually pretty cleverly written the way that, that Dylan Baker's character just kind of gets him off on the wrong foot immediately. Just like, Oh, Hey, like, have you heard the news? It's like, what news? It's like, oh, oh, my God, like, they didn't tell you? Like, wow, that's, like, so slimy of them. And it's like, what are you talking about? And it's...
0: Yeah, some mean girls shit. Yeah, yeah
1: it's, it really yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: it's, it's Totally, totally. It's really bitchy.
1: Yeah, so you um, hate the guy's guts, like, right off the bat.
0: And then there's the people above the fray that I think Jen is really taking issue with because I know that the movie's you know, point is about, you know, sexism in the workplace... And manipulative people, um, attractive people that you can't trust, like Demi Moore already. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But but my takeaway from that is not about you know the the sexism and the HR part of it. Although HR are class traders. Don't get me wrong; they work for the company. They they protect the company. They do not protect you. They'll fuck
1: you every time. Right? Yeah. Not even exactly. a fun way, like Demi Moore. <laughs> right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. They, <laughs> they they won't force you to put your cock in their mouth. They're, they're, <laughs> And for completely different reasons, but, um, but even more than being a venal bitch, uh, I hate Demi Moore's character because she just has the same demeanor as every other Silicon Valley venture capital grifter. Yeah, that's what I hated yeah, about her yeah. character. I mean, we're seeing like because she has that that presentation, but I mean, it is the same cadence of like one of those TEDx talks Uh you know it it could be what Elizabeth Holmes Sam Bankman-Fried it could be NFTs or crypto or AI it's this endless hype machine just promising this you know utopia that it can never really realize but she's there to line your pockets in the meantime like that's yeah i just that's exactly that,
2: that's exactly yeah. that's exactly kind of like one of the, the things that like really struck me it was like jesus christ it, it's like it, uh full disclosure we did kind of try and do an earlier ver, uh, version of this episode but uh there was some technical difficulties and stuff
1: but, it got mm-hmm. it yeah my dog ate it <laughs> Yeah,
0: exactly. Well, no, but she came in and deleted all the files from Sri Lanka. That's because right. We're telling the truth. Man. Right. Well,
2: yeah. Well, I a full, well, I also have to explain to the audience: this, this, you're not actually talking to Alex. You're talking to an AI reconstruction made from my
0: uh, various uh, recordings. All your Reddit posts. Yes, yeah, so all
2: my Reddit posts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and posts, your
1: your body my... is just like a green like wireframe
0: yes <laughs> you've uh, yeah you've achieved peak humanity you're a brain in the jar connected to connected to social media yeah
2: yeah just like they were talking about the movie just pure consciousness <laughs> right no gender no 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 uh no race no no it's just it's pure yeah
0: just you rent you know a, a virtual server on an uh amazon you know farm somewhere yeah. and you're just there to to compute numbers, to solve Sudoku puzzles, so you know someone can uh, can mint an NFT from that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <The> <laughs> yeah. And, she, Al- and sorry, go ahead, Alex, please.
2: Oh no, no, I was just say the real
1: Alex is uh, somewhere
2: uh, uh, suffering on a toilet somewhere. Uh, <laughs> 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 very, very badly.
0: Oh but man! But like wearing VR goggles for some yeah. reason, I don't know. It's. <laughs>
1: oh no like I'm, it's, the, it's
0: the new hotness well yeah.
1: if we keep telling if we keep talking about this i'm gonna have to tell my gelato story and nobody wants to hear that
0: okay no i don't oh, that no, was
1: don't. that was a bad time but um tim as you mentioned meredith being just the epitome of just soulless venture capital to right the point where she's yeah. pitching this utopian future where we've moved past race and gender and beyond the physical body, which is echoed at the end of the movie when she comes after Tom in that giant virtual space. But it's, it's, and I don't know how it played then, but mm -hmm. now it's just like, that sounds terrible. No, thank you.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Don't you want to be free of anything that would identify you as an individual? Yeah. Yeah. Like finally.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And the movie sort of pits her as um on the surface, the I would say idea man or idea woman, but she's really not. She somehow Idea
0: person Jen. Oh well
1: I'm th- like I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I spoke that way about yeah. a female presenting <laughs> person. She's not she is color. the
0: hype Yeah, she is the hype individual. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> we're just gonna read uh we're just gonna read extracts from uh comedy books about political correctness that were published in the 90s
0: maybe you are i'm just gonna chase my secretary around my desk
1: oh you're (laughs) going all the way back to the 50s yeah you're like
0: evergreen it's evergreen hack material we got general (laughs) half track here
1: and miss buxley and we're talking (laughs) about calling little people vertically challenged but like i was saying Mm. about demi she's not even an Ideas person, She's she facilitated this merger between Michael Douglas's company and, I don't know, some faceless suits. But it's a big tech thing, and it's going to be important. I guess yeah. it's like, too. Tim- right,
0: and again, fuck, a, a, a successful, good place to work. I mean, a, I assume, maybe only if you're a man. But, like, <laughs> a small successful company getting merged with another one. It's like they're going to can half the office. Like, that's the... Oh, yeah. i'm just getting mad about it yeah. <laughs> it's not uh, yeah. even the, the main part of the story but i'm already like this you're gonna fuck everything up don't merge with the bigger company you're gonna ruin it vice <laughs> oh
1: yeah seriously god like every week there's another one it's fucked up yeah. yeah well like i was
2: saying like in the month since we re- did the first attempt at recording this like so much has just happened that's been like just one awful tech related story after another just like and just
0: yeah, we want the IP, we want the, you know, content, we don't want any of the people who produce or maintain it. Right. It's like, I don't know what the sustainable plan is there, but, hey, you know, you saved, you know, enough money by firing all the expensive, i.e. experienced people. Yeah. So now, you know, you can say that your P.E. ratio is better and it'll make line go up, but... Yeah, I, I I didn't even know that this movie was about sexism. I was just, just mad about all the tech stuff that was going on.
2: Yeah, all the, <laughs> all the corporate shenanigans. Yeah,
0: yeah, I it so much.
1: Yeah, Tim didn't even notice the the sex scene. He was just fuming <laughs> about the merger. Is that what's <laughs> happening?
0: I'm like, you know, you know, this is gonna happen. Like, this they didn't even. Uh, I just uh, I need to lie down. Because <laughs> because me, is doing to Michael Douglas what the you know corporate merger is <laughs>
1: it's
0: a metaphor yeah wow, this is
1: deeper than i thought actually huh yeah. it is
0: yeah <laughs>
1: yeah no be- yeah Because, then like i was saying like um she sort of represents this new future which is sold as utopian and uh what's the word they always mm-hmm. use these days agile
0: oh really uh, sure yeah Got
1: yeah and, and um
0: the is female y'all
1: but it's at its core, empty and rapacious, and yeah, it will right, fuck you yeah. yeah. over at at every opportunity.
0: Maybe literally just for the hell of it. <laughs> and but that's not even the point. Yeah,
1: and this movie was covered fairly recently on uh, Karina Longworth's podcast. You must remember this. She did she did a good series about the era of the erotic thriller mm-hmm. um, films, like Basic Instinct and Showgirls, and and whatnot, and. Generally, her takes were, were were pretty good. I did agree with some of them. But I think she also kind of did the immediate, like, superficial reading where this is male anxiety battling against female power, which is bad, and we're going to slap it down. But as you think about it, and if you really analyze uh, Demi's character, Meredith, you're like, oh, she's like a bad person. And as much as I wanted to vomit watching Michael Douglas be incredibly smug, humiliating her at the end of the movie, I was like, well, you know, this was deserved. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: yeah. And the other thing is that in, in like, the, the gender swap, it isn't just, um, you know, Michael Douglas having to be the sympathetic rich white man, which, mm-hmm. you know, in most audiences, that's a tough sell. <laughs> but then also the other hand, too, where it's you know, the idea of, whether it's it's a man or a woman it's like well if i was in a position of power this is what i would do and so you have to examine your own um maybe prejudices or um privilege you have to jeez you have to check your privilege to to be like if i was you know if i had power over someone else and i wanted to you know have them for whatever reason like what's to stop me then you you know you can take that step back and be like, oh, it turns out that that's not chill. Yeah. You shouldn't do that to people.
1: Yeah. It turns out it's actually bad to victimize people, even if they are an old white dude. Um, yeah. Michael yeah. Douglas Let me write was- write that down.
0: Bad to victimize people. <laughs> Got it.
1: Yeah. Write it down a couple times, Tim. Um, yeah, yeah. Michael Douglas was 50 when he made this movie. Demi uh, was about 32 or 33 on
0: mm-hmm. very much- So both of them going heading on in years. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's he's playing though like more like mid forties though maybe is that kind of like the idea or is he like you
1: playing? could say
2: that because so.
1: yeah. he well I don't know because and I think I asked this the last time we talked about the movie because the way that they talk about their previous relationship because Tom did know Meredith and they were involved enough that they actually lived together and yeah. Did, Freaky sex shit together. Um, Yeah,
0: which calls his accusations into question because he has a history.
1: Yes. uh, uh, Oddly enough, like real-life Michael Douglas, he had a reputation as a ladies' man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's very sexually aggressive, and they had, like, a very active freaky sex life. So, but I remember thinking, watching the movie, I was like, wait a minute, because, like, he's got kids... And a wife, his kids are like what, like seven yeah. or eight. Yeah, like like okay, sure, yeah.
2: Like the the little girl seems to be like eight or nine, the kid the other the uh son seems to be like about five or six.
1: Or yeah. Something. Oh yeah, because the, the little girl is reading his email at the opening, yeah. opening of the movie. His electronic mail.
0: It was cutting edge, yeah. And this was this was better. Like it had uh you, you could like browse microfiche
2: through it yeah <laughs> um yeah it was there's like a nice much cool fun. little animation that's like really slick looking too yeah instead of just like a Is beep it, beep. It, Yeah, it's,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's gonna sound ridiculous but i would actually love to be able to browse microfiche from my computer that would be oh, totally. hella useful for the show <laughs>
2: Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. It's got, also it'd be like to be it's like, you know, you could you could reenact like you could feel like you're in one of those old movies, like, oh, I'm looking over old Microfiche and learning about the, the history of the, the killer I'm after or whatever.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I can, yeah, pretend you can pretend I'm find in all these
0: um, pieces of the puzzle. Yeah, I can
1: pretend I'm in uh behind the mask. Exactly. <laughs>
0: you can pre- yeah, you can pretend you're playing a game of Call of Cthulhu with some very choice handouts.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: But but yeah, it's uh it's got it it identifies spam. It has aim. It has video chat. Like, of course, you need a powerful, you know, a Silicon Graphics computer to to do all this amazing stuff. Like, send text over a phone line.
1: Yeah, <laughs> also high speed internet for those video chats. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Voice over IP.
0: I, I yeah. I think it was compressed with Real Player.
1: Oh God! Remember Real Player? Oh <laughs> <laughs> <was> God! <laughs> now that is
0: a name I have not heard. Of it. Yeah, there's your generational trauma. Well, you haven't heard
1: it in a long time, because it's still buffering. Uh, oh! Damn! Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so Michael Douglas's character is like, he still seems like older than Demi, and she seems like yeah, for her sure. age, 32, 33, I think mm-hmm. they say it in the movie.
2: Yeah. she was She was pretty much exactly the age she was in real life.
1: Yeah. And it's an interesting flip where... And, God, like, am I going to start sounding like... I don't know what I'm going to start sounding like now, but...
0: Just em- embrace your, your cronehood, Jen.
1: Just no. So... <laughs> no, 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 I'm not talking about... I'm not talking about that hideously old and decrepit Demi Moore in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm talking oh, yeah. about oh, yeah. how the... Kind Camera of the... hates her, God. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
0: Why didn't she clear her throat before talking? Oh, that, that <laughs> raspy voice. But she
1: really did prefigure Elizabeth Holmes. Yeah, Same grift. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and it turns out it's all vaporware anyway, because she actually doesn't know what she's doing. Yeah. Um, right. But the point I was going to make is that it's an interesting flip on where you would expect, much as he does, like, Tom expects to get the v the vP position, but because because of woke, they have to give it to a woman, yeah, <laughs> like a young yeah. hot woman, and there's a point later in the film where I think he's he's talking to his wife or something, but he's he oh yeah, it's when they're arguing, and he says to her, sexual harassment is about power. When did I have the power like expressly. Uh... <laughs> Inverting the whole like yeah. traditional dynamic between like a man and a woman in the workplace, like he, right. which is yeah,
0: she was his boss. He he didn't get the uh, the leg up. Yes,
1: so to speak. He got a leg over her.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't get the uh, leg over the shoulder.
1: <laughs> she tried it. Did. She really tried yeah. it. Mm. But. I don't know, like, how do we feel about that kind of power dynamic inversion, because it's still, there, there still is this, I don't want to say disparity between, like, a man and a woman, but, you know, he probably, he does throw her to the ground at one point, but... He can't just beat the shit out of her because <laughs> right, that's right. that's not going to be good. Yeah, yeah. For you, a lot of you reasons, can't hit a
0: woman anymore. That's so fucked up.
1: <laughs> but <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, Tim, has this ever happened to you? Uh,
0: well, I I mean, after the settlement, I signed an NDA, so I'm not going to say anything. <laughs>
1: oh well, I'll have to respect that. Sad.
0: Yes. Which uh, a- a- HR put me up to it? It's the binding arbitration. The real villain. <laughs>
1: i'm sorry i'm sorry that happened to you tim
2: i <laughs> <laughs> don't get me started on that lawyer during that that big arbitra those arbitration scenes that that that, that ba-
1: they well
0: speaking the of uh, speaking guy. of oh yeah that guy's great he's a great sleaze yeah because yeah, you and, just
1: hate his guts immediately exactly
0: yeah and and i know jen uh jokes about woke which we like to do on this podcast, but the the casting and a lot of the way that the um, arcs resolve themselves is very even handed. It's you know we have the the bad lawyer is just some like you know schlubby white guy, so you're like oh I don't like him, and then the defense attorney is the is the sassy Latina. She's yeah.
1: like a Gloria Allred kind of.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, and it's, and, like, there are even more, you know, inversions in the story, like, even during, like, the, the binding arbitration, you know, not quite court, you know, cross-examination scenes, where it's, you know, it is, uh, you know, his defense, and it is, um, you know, whoever the, the, the woman is deciding this, but it's like, you know, you realize that we're two women talking about what men can do with their bodies, and so it's just, like, Oops. elbowing the viewer being, like, you see a a different perspective, huh? Like, can I help you along with this?
1: (laughs) (laughs) This movie was produced by the Good Men Project. Right, yes. No. unfortunately, it was was uh, written by, well, there was a different screenwriter, but the book was from noted reactionary Michael Crichton. I haven't read the book because I have already graduated from the seventh grade, um, yeah. Well, what if you're
0: on, like, a long flight or you have a layover?
1: Ugh, God. I, you know, I'll probably just read the Sky Mall catalog. You've moved <laughs> on to Dan
0: Brown. I get it. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: You've matured. I'll
1: say this. I could at least read Crichton, even though he's not, uh-huh. like... A brilliant prose stylist or anything like reading i remember picking up a dan brown book in a bookstore and looking at a page of it and just being like god i feel stupider just looking at this yeah. people read Ma- this shit
2: my, my mom used to work at a bookstore when that uh, and when that came out she said alex you got to read this they're, they're really putting a lot of promotion behind this i read it literally like in three hours and it was like <laughs> like i'm talking about the da vinci code i mean it is like yeah i read like three or like maybe four hours i don't know it was not a long read
0: just kind of burned through it yeah, yeah. And, it's not a challenge i mean it, it's
2: very easy to read but i was like i was trying to see i was just trying to figure out okay what's the hook here it's it's got to be like a holy blood girly grail thing right i was like waiting for it waiting for it. okay yeah all right <laughs> yeah. yeah it was pretty much exa- <laughs> I, I i could tell exactly what the 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 whole thing. I mean, it sounds smug, but like it just—it
1: was just like, yeah. Well, no, I absolutely for the, believe the book you. To catch up with the reading. Yeah, you know? it was, it's like yeah, that it, level.
2: Yeah, I could just well, see where it was going.
0: And it's not just like—it's not just disclosure. Which, given that the book and the movie were released in the same year, you know that Mike Crichton was banging this out for a paycheck. He wasn't putting, you know, all the 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 nuance or craft. That he put into say a west world into this one this was him writing for a paycheck yeah but point. this and jurassic park and west world i feel like they are all at a particular sort of i fucking love science level oh yeah of like science literacy where it's like i i like science enough but not enough to do any of the boring lab work that goes with it that people actually really hate. I just like the cool discoveries and the, like, kind of wide-eyed futurism neat, part of it. Neat
2: gadgets, basically.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I like the idea of cloning dinosaurs. I don't like the idea of having to, like, memorize multi-syllable protein chains. Right. And finding out, yeah. like, what ways that they interact in, you know, in, working in a laboratory just in the hopes that yeah. I might find some like significant change in like the chemicals that I added to this thing. It's like that's that's the the science that no one loves. It's yeah. It's the dinosaurs walking around that people like. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. Uh, this uh, well, I think because Michael Crichton sees, he has basically like a couple of different books that are basically the same. But, I mean, what I mean is like the same type of book, like three types of books basically. Uh, mm-hmm. He has the the classic techno thriller. there's some kind of you know sphere, Jurassic Park, drawn to mm. Stray in Congo. There's some kind of like it's basically I mean basically the science it's science, yeah, like like you said, basically science fiction for people who it's for dumb
0: yeah, it's pop science, yeah yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. and then then you ha- then you have like these things that are but like he also was pretty enamored with corporations and corporate intrigue and politics. so like you you, you get that rising sun. So this is more like in the rising sun Mm -hmm. vein, Um, except, well, maybe not quite as racist as that book. Well,
3: yeah,
2: literally could have have been like, you know, like... uh, World War II era propaganda, yellow peril propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> it is like one of the most incredibly racist books you've ever read. I don't know. It's, it's, it's quite something. It's
0: disclosure, but like instead of a woman, it's someone who's Japanese. Right, right.
2: And there, but, <laughs> but the thing is, even in that book, which is basically just a murder mystery, but a corporate uh-huh. intrigue murder mystery, there is a tech, there is a huge, every, like, it doesn't matter what story he does. He will sneak some kind of like newfangled technology in there. Or, you know
0: yeah yeah like in congo they had like a satellite link up just like holy shit i didn't know you could do that yeah
2: yeah yeah there's like all kinds of stuff like that yeah the book congo with uh, congo is interesting too because like there are uh, there was like a if i remember correctly I, had, I mean i have literally haven't read it in decades but i remember mm-hmm. this sticking out was that there was you know the book was written like what 80 81 or something and he's talking about like how like a world how how impossible it would be to make a, a worldwide computer network
0: oh yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean just like think of the like, all the cable that you'd need
2: yeah exactly <laughs> it's, it's just like the idea that like it was just kind of funny cuz he's just describing the internet but it's like nah that probably never happened actually
0: <laughs> well yeah because i mean what would happen when you turn off your computer at the end of the day yeah,
2: where does it go like, right yeah
0: it's suddenly yeah what's the the website's business hours
2: it's like a kid with uh, playing peekaboo you know it's like
0: yeah it's nice you see it, Now you don't yeah. <laughs> so and and in, in disclosure he injects into his you know corporate intrigue thriller virtual reality yes In in a way that virtual reality has uh, never been able to live up to. No, (laughs) right. (laughs)
1: Well, we've covered a number of virtual reality related films on this show,
0: and one of these days, like it's gonna it's gonna hit. I know it.
1: (laughs) You kind you took the words right out of my mouth, Tim. Actually, because a lot of these films are kind of breathlessly on the cusp of this amazing new technology, and like you know, well, any day now, you're gonna be just like. Peter Gabriel in the kiss that frog video It's going to be so cool <laughs> And oh, man. it turns out that nobody Wants to do that Or be it nobody cared about the metaverse Like 300 people used it Right
0: right well that's only Like a hundred million dollars A person so it's really not that bad <laughs> yeah.
1: And like I think we talked about this In our Johnny Mnemonic episode And I thought of it Watching. Another movie I
2: another movie I saw with the same friend by the way. Around. Oh
1: wow. What did you with think an, of that one just real quick? Oh,
0: I th-
2: I think we like that a lot more. <laughs> it was definitely okay, it was
0: yeah.
1: definitely
2: more up our alley, I think.
1: It-
0: <laughs> yeah, more geared to the 12-year-old. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah,
1: actually that's a perfect movie to watch when you're 12.
2: Oh totally. I mean I had no idea what was going
0: on in it but
1: <laughs> I mean, not much. Yeah, you're gonna go out. Is and, the answer. You're
0: gonna go out and buy a copy of Cyberpunk Red after that and play it wrong for a few years until you go to college. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> See, this is a guy who knows, folks. But um, oh, yeah. <laughs> like I was saying, um, Johnny Mnemonic had this scene of Keanu dialing to talk to somebody across the world or something with some kind of virtual interface where he's like, uh, yeah. He's, you know, typing in the air and he's... Yeah, it's like, imagine
0: a network where computers call each other. Right. And
1: (laughs) we made fun of it in the episode because... And it's maybe unfair to be mean to, in this way, to a movie from 1995. But in 2024, it looks incredibly stupid. Because it's like, oh, yeah, like, because that's what I want to do when I log on to Skype. is like, I want to, like, dial a phone. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
0: make it with more steps, and it requires like you know a two thousand dollar rig for me to to accomplish this task that I could otherwise just say you know hey comma Siri call call Jen
1: yeah and it's kind of call Jen it's kind of the same thing in this movie where Tom has to try to track down the files that are going to exonerate him only to discover that Meredith is in the system and she's deleting them as he's looking for them. What the company has created is basically like a huge hall or museum or something—a
0: cathedral. Yeah, that you walk into. A testament to knowledge.
1: And there are high places you could almost fall off of. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. There's like all these M. C. Escher Inception.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Library of Alexandria by M. C. Escher. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah, which would be cool if that was an experience they were prepared for but when you're just trying to find a video file
3: yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> well I mean they, they, they set that they set that whole thing up as like okay this is just a tech demo just to show the potential virtual reality but it's like why they hook up all the actual files of the company into this tech demo
1: Yeah, and then it's like, "Oops, (laughs) (laughs) my bad. We almost (laughs) saw your social security number, sir." Yeah, exactly.
0: Fatal case of dog food. Yeah, Yeah. just
2: just put a bunch of fake. Just put a bunch of fake. It doesn't. If you're just trying to demonstrate the, it's just you don't need to put the actual information
3: there.
0: Yeah. So by analogy, it would be like anytime that like I want to find a PDF or something, like I got to play Doom first. Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So like,
2: Sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Well I, th- well, I think this thing definitely will pass the. You can play Doom on it. Test. I'm sure. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: it, it, I think. I think they actually just took like somebody's like really crazy like m- modded like Doom level and were yeah. like, oh, You know, fuck it. We'll mm-hmm. use this for the virtual reality. But I gotta say, spending all this time talking about 90s tech has left me very thirsty tim
0: oh it has has it
1: yeah do you know what i could do about that
0: well you could drink a glass of water you know like just a plain old boring stupid glass of water like you're a poor person god what do do i look
1: like to you tim what the fuck do i look like to you
0: (laughs) okay you look like you have 1990s tech startup seattle microsoft life or fuck you money you're gonna want something a little better than that and i I suggest to you Liquid IV, which is fueling life's adventures. It is real people with real flavor that you drink. No, it's real hydration.
1: Yeah, better yet, proper functional hydration, which is essential. And Liquid yes. IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. Their hydration multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine.
0: Yeah, you you don't even know what you're missing out on by not drinking Liquid IV in your water. Yeah. Motherfucker, I muted the iPad. What the <laughs> fuck is your problem?
1: I think it's thirsty, Tim. You should pour a glass of liquid IV on it.
0: I you know I think I'm going to. I'm going to submerge it in liquid IV after this.
1: Yeah, and you know what? You can submerge it in at least 12 different flavors, like sea berry, strawberry lemonade, concord grape, lemon lime, piña colada, tropical punch, watermelon, strawberry, passion fruit, guava, even acai berry. Since I know That's that my you're an asshole. Yeah, like I know you love those bowls <laughs> and I know you're going to want have those... a glass of liquid IV yeah. with one of those bowls.
0: They have that in the break room and all you have to do is just get slapped on the ass by HR to get some.
1: Which, you know, that can bring down your day a little but you know what will bring your mood up is the convenient packaging. Because all you have to do is take one stick and add it to a glass of water and you mm. are hydrating... Two times faster than with water alone.
0: Man, how do we put up with water this whole time? It's a losing proposition. The technology yeah.
1: was there. We're sitting around drinking plain water like a fucking dog out of a toilet bowl.
0: Right, yeah. And here comes Meredith with her smoky voice to tell you, drink liquid IV <laughs> right out of, r- drink it off my tits.
1: Yes, ma'am.
0: <laughs> yeah. oh boy, you
1: know, if that won't motivate our audience, I don't know what will. But
0: I don't, I don't know either, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, but as we said, one stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. I know I said that already, but I kind of Because water
0: get... is stupid. Yeah, yes. water
1: is lame and dumb and you, you don't want it's to it. It's weak, yeah. Yeah. So get some flavor in your water and you're not only getting flavor, you're also getting five essential vitamins. B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C.
0: And they didn't even have this in the 90s, so... You're already ahead of the game. Yeah,
1: I think they were only up to like vitamin B four at that point. Yeah, it was
0: still in beta. Yeah, they hadn't rolled it out. Yeah, like
1: they didn't. They didn't even discover B twelve until like the two thousands.
0: Yeah, it's it's non GMO, which again, if you're in a tech startup, I know it's important to you. It's free from gluten, so if you have any allergies or there's no dairy and there's no soy in it, so you can take it to your venture capitalist retreat and put it in everyone's water, and then they'll give you. $50 million to push out a product that doesn't actually work.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and when you're at your retreat, drinking out of your your liquid IV, out of your Stanley cup, you can tell Mm -hmm. people that liquid IV believes in equitable access to clean and abundant water because that's the foundation of a healthier world. To date, liquid IV has donated over 39 million servings in 50 countries around the world.
0: So, So beat that. Silicon Valley.
1: Yeah, step up.
0: Yeah, I would not drink a glass of silicon.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, you could try it.
0: I No, I would I I couldn't. I refuse to. Tim,
1: if I offered you this stick of Liquid IV and this packet of powdered silicon, which are you going to put into your drink?
0: Well, it's got to be the Liquid IV.
1: Hey, that's what I like to hear. And that's real yes. people, real flavor, real hydrating. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code histpod that's h-y-s-t-p-o-d name of the show at checkout oh like us that's 20% off anything you order when you shop better hydration today using promo code h-y-s-t-p-o-d at liquidiv.com
0: and we're gonna keep doing these until we get one sale
1: yeah you motherfuckers well one of you at least click (laughs) on it like just once like come on we are sweating here yeah fortunately Uh, we're hydrating at the same time
0: Right, well, you know, we make it up in volume.
1: Yeah. Oh, man, so, yeah, I really need IV. a drink. I'm putting liquid IV right. in this bottle of Sailor Jerry right now. <laughs> and, you know, it hydrates you twice
0: as fast as regular Sailor Jerry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, good to know. Uh, good health tip mm-hmm. for everyone. Thanks, Egon. Um, okay, so where were right. we in Disclosure? I think we were talking about Doom. <laughs>
0: Oh, All right. Yeah. yeah, we're disclosing many a thing.
1: Oh, <laughs> um, right.
2: Talking the virtual reality thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and how it's definitely totally going to take hold this time by making you uh, have to jump through a lot more hoops to pay more money for more high tech equipment to do things that you could already just do on your phone or for free. <laughs>
1: Sounds great. So, Sign me the fuck up. I've got three thousand right, yeah, dollars here, would... just burning a hole in my pocket. Give me a headset Ooh, that'll give me an immediate of... headache.
0: Well, if you had another five hundred, I would sell one to you from Apple.
1: Oh, damn. <laughs> I gotta have those Apple. Products. That makes,
0: yeah, maybe you could get an employee discount. Um <laughs> a present discount. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, like it's funny that there were so many of these films very earnestly pushing virtual reality in the nineties. And yeah. now here we are, um x number of years later i can't do math it really hasn't happened
0: yeah I mean, in, in 10 years i'll try again don't no, worry they're it's, still it's like they're still trying
2: to push yeah. it though like apple
1: just came out with their thing
2: yeah you know?
0: <laughs> that's true yeah who knows i'll leave that to a different podcast to to weigh in on that yeah
2: <laughs> but apparently it's giving people like uh burst blood vessels or something like that or
1: cool oh well
0: it's yeah. because they're they're Trying to change your brainwave parameters like Job and Lawnmower Man. That's <laughs> They shouldn't they're have, trying to, They
1: shouldn't have played that serial killer simulation where you get strangled and like the blood vessels in your eye burst.
0: <laughs> right, yeah. That's uh was it um oh jeez, the New Year's movie. Strange, Strange Days. Strange
1: Days, yeah. Strange yeah. Days. Oh shit. That's a yeah. pretty good yeah, movie. I like that movie. Burst more than yeah. a bad vessel. Uh, yeah.
0: Right. Well, yeah. Okay. That's VR portrayed accurately. Then I don't know. It's no. Uh, <laughs>
1: us-
0: using mini discs to imagine yourself running on the beach. Yeah.
2: There you go. It's well, kind yeah.
1: of more like, like every new technology that comes out. Like the second, the question that's immediately asked about it is like, how can I use this to fuck? And that's certainly true in uh, strange days. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah.
2: It's
0: it's a very humanistic uh, approach to it. Part of the problem of a lot of this VR talk is that it's used in, in movies and we forget that like movies are a visual medium to um, portray things to a stupid audience. Um, but if you actually do these things in real life, they're actually much more mundane and not so cinematic. yeah so like when in the end when um, you know Michael Douglas has to use actually actually use this company's <laughs> shitty VR rig to go into a file system basically. <laughs> and he's on like they got like the 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 blue lasers and like the trampoline and the headset and the gloves and everything where it's like okay like in a movie you're like oh this is all really interesting all these these gadgets like you're talking about that you have to use in order to do this simple task but in your day-to-day life you like you don't have that kind of uh i know that that kind of time to, to just go through this whole rigmarole of like well you know let me open my email right let me Get on the trampoline. I'll put on the uh, <laughs> new body suit. bodysuit. And...
3: Yeah, it's
0: just like <laughs> I don't have time for this bullshit. Yeah. it is at least accurate. It is at least accurate that he looks very silly using it. But...
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. And it's yeah. presented in the movie as sort of a like not a product that they're intending to come out with, unlike the CD-ROM drive that michael douglas's department is is working on it's more of like a, a proof of concept and i think demo. it's
0: yeah 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 it's intended like to get cd-rom drive wild
1: yeah, it's in it's intended to get the people they're merging with excited about the possibilities of like blah blah which again in 2024 yeah, is like very funny because it's like like tim said it's like they're just gonna lay off half of you anyway yeah
0: right yeah we're, we're coming out with a product that is not viable but it'll get all the like dumb like c-suite mba jagoffs excited about the possibilities of your company by talking about transhumanism oh, and also, oh. also the shit that, like they don't know anything about right. because they went to business school which is not real school yeah um and then yeah that's a, enough to like boost your valuations and then it's this whole house of cards that you keep propped up long enough to cash out and then you know you can just let uh, Reddit burn after its IPO. Who gives a fuck? I'm moving on to the next one. Yeah, but you're saying.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. Well, no, that just reminded me. I, I just saw this. I don't remember. I, just like a few hours ago, Tyler Perry, of all people, <laughs>
0: it, the Auteur. Yes. yes,
2: the Auteur is. Uh, he was like talking about building another because you know he's in, you know he's based in Atlanta. His is I think his studio makes a lot of money for the area or, or something. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's going. Mm-hmm. He was going. Apparently going to build an expansion of the studio or something, but then he saw the, uh, the like the 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 uh, the a, the, new, the latest AI. Uh, we could just generate a movie with some words, uh, <sighs> hype, mm. balloon. and so he's saying, And apparently he's he's rethinking his strategy now or something like that. I was just like, <laughs> and, <laughs> oh God. And
0: Tyler Perry's like, that's that's about on my level, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: is just like either doesn't want to pay anybody or he is really that dumb. I don't know. Pro- either or maybe or both. I don't know. Yeah. I'm stunned maybe that one,
0: maybe one maybe both.
1: I'm yeah. stunned that he doesn't actually have this deep and abiding passion for the medium in which he has made his fortune. <laughs>
2: right. That's yeah. shocking to
1: it's me. It's just a means to an end. Yeah. yeah. It's
2: no way and no way evident by the actual movies he's made.
3: <laughs> right. <laughs>
2: I remember one time I I flipped on one of those Medea movies like on on uh on TV at one point I don't remember when this was, but it was like, it like it was almost comical the cutting the cutting and the blocking it was just so amateurish, and it was just
0: yeah so only someone that artless could see a VR or a a AI generated movie and be like oh yeah this looks just like uh top notch like this is. This is the same level of artistry that I bring to my work. It's like, you dumb man.
1: (laughs) I remember the first time I saw a trailer for a Tyler Perry movie. I think it was Diary of a Mad Black Woman, but I'm not sure. But I literally thought that it was a parody of like Lifetime movies. (laughs) <laughs> was, it's
0: a fine line, isn't yeah, it? Yeah,
1: because it it looked so artificial and corny that I was like, oh, wow, okay, this is really different. And, like, they're playing it completely straight. And then by the end of the trailer, I was like, oh, no, they're playing it completely straight.
0: <laughs> right, yeah, that's the problem, Jen. I think you're one of those uh, uh, cul- cultural uh, coastal elites who actually, like, <laughs> understands movies and knows what's good and bad rather than just, you know, just shoveling whatever slop into your gullet that comes across. Well, I'm your TV screen. I'm gonna
1: give that up because apparently all movies are gonna be created by mid journey now. So why yes. bother?
0: <laughs> well, all all movies will then be mid, won't they? Yes.
1: I was like thinking that well, I get
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. it's also, it's right in the name. Also, I
2: was like thinking you could do like a really funny, like intentionally bad cover band, just like make it mid-journey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, some rock and roll enthusiasts would argue that Journey were already mid. Well, yeah, I mean, uh,
0: and they would be incorrect. Yeah. Yes,
1: some of you may disagree, but um, well,
0: I think that anyone who like heard you know what Separate Ways coming on the radio would disagree.
1: Well, next episode we're going to be talking about Boston. So right. H- oh, for really?
0: There's a mid band. Is, is that what the song is called? I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I,
2: I have I kind of have a soft spot for Boston. I'll say that. All
0: right.
2: I like Boston.
1: There, there. It's it's really fun to try to sing like Brad Delp on uh, on yeah. uh, Guitar Hero.
3: Yeah,
2: I no, can't,
1: but it's fun to try.
2: Yeah, no, it's just something about the guitar tone. I just oh like, yeah, it's just very, it's just kind of comforting sound to me. I don't know.
1: Yeah, uh, speaking of mm-hmm. um, extinct technologies, radio. But um, yeah, <laughs> back to Seattle and the fraught the, world of
0: the one medium that hasn't really truly been given over to spam if you think about it.
1: Oh yeah that's true. Oh yeah mm. yeah. Well, you, well,
0: Something to think about. Yeah. The spirit of radio lives on. Q Rush. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Invisible airwaves etc. But uh,
0: Yeah no there's your mid-prog <laughs> band. So
1: the the tech world of disclosure in the 90s was optimistic. It in this year, it seems bleak. What about yeah. what about the gender relations in this movie, which are spicy?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's it definitely. It might, I don't know. It, I, I always for you always think because the '90s were were the age of like, oh, everything's politically correct now. But then you're like realizing, well, I mean,
1: <laughs> yeah. Which but, is I why mean, it was so crazy when. Well, it's just been and now.
2: It's just everything
1: is woke but it's the same exact yeah exactly yeah that's that's exactly what i'm what i'm getting at because like i was alive during the 90s growing up in kind of a conservative household so i was exposed to all this hand-wringing about political correctness and whatnot which is like whatever then you fast forward like 25 30 years and suddenly people are screaming about woke and i'm like my god this is just the same shit
2: Like exactly
1: over again. And it's kind of like there's a there's a guy called Cliff Nesteroff, who is an expert on the history of comedy. He's written a a few books about it, which are very good. And uh, he posts on Instagram and Tumblr a lot of vintage material. And one of the things that he's always digging up is people objecting to offensive material on the screen, whether TV or movies. Mm -hmm. And people like to say like, oh, well you can't do anything now because of political correctness. It's like, no, there were always people pointing out what they perceived as injustices or maybe treatment of characters that was racist or sexist or whatever, you know, let's not forget Birth of a Nation. People got very mad about birth of a nation and they were right because it ended up reviving the Ku Klux Klan in the twenties. Yeah. So, Oof. um, yeah.
2: Although yeah. Oh, no, no. it's like all those whiners about <laughs> trying for the will and all that, you know, like, what the hell?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's it people it's so bizarre. As you get older, you, you're like, do we have like no real collective memory whatsoever because you see people just get mad at getting mad about the same shit they were mad about in the 90s.
2: It, it is kind of funny how that happens. It is like literally you could it's like psych. it's so cyclical. And it's like kind of hilarious. Like even the same crap that they're even the same empty bullshit that they're hyping is 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 just a new version of. The same old shit. Like, <laughs>
0: yeah, it's, it's the the culture war never ended. No,
2: it never did. It's you know, it's just all that has happened before will happen again.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, same today. old dumb bullshit. Hopefully shit. not disclosure though. No. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do we need another one of well, those? No, like, no. I've... If,
2: if the disclosure was made now, it would be like uh, 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 a prestige mini limited series or something like that.
1: You know, if this were on Max, I would actually be curious to watch it. You know, the
0: terrible thing is you talk about, like, political correctness, but, like, if this had aired on, like, Apple whatever Plus, like, on their service, it would be so, like, so toothless and anodyne. It would suck. Yeah, it it would be, like, resolved in the first act. Be like, oh, well, well, she's fired then. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Well,
1: Michael Douglas's character wouldn't actually be, like, really involved with his children the way he is in in Disclosure because the movie opens mm-hmm. with uh, him and his wife rushing to get themselves and their kids like out of the house because they all got busy days. Um, but he's mm-hmm. obviously a very hands-on dad. Mm-hmm. If it were...
0: Whereas Meredith is a hands-on executive. Hey.
1: Woo! Woo! and how but um (laughs) if it were apple tv plus it would he would just be a clod and she and his wife would be doing everything and you know
0: that i think that if apple tv made this michael douglas would be in the wrong and he would have deserved it and he would have like lost his job or gone to jail or something at the end of it and he'd be like slay queen (laughs) like that's how that's how smooth brain so much of apple tv plus stuff is
1: it wouldn't surprise me to see like uh, Write up in the Hollywood Reporter that's like, We're doing a reimagining of the Michael Crichton classic disclosure, but mm-hmm. it's time that we realize that real wrong was done to Demi Moore's character in the film. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> because how, how about a twist where it's a woman getting sexually, yeah,
2: wrong? yeah, that was what I was about to say, they would just like do it, they would just like do reverse the original <laughs> premise to make it just like,
0: yeah. <laughs> like here's a thing you already know we're just telling it back to you like oh thank you for giving me exactly what i wanted yeah like, this doesn't challenge me at all and again because
1: people we have no like cultural memory or anything we just be like wow that actually happens to women in the workplace <laughs> yeah. what
0: you think someone would have mentioned it i don't this know is
1: a, you think somebody would have at least made a hashtag about it <laughs> right yeah
0: yeah <laughs>
1: But yeah, this one is.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't go on the internet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this one's a little weird in that it kind of, and I don't know if it's just Karina Longworth doing this. And I think it's. I think it's fair to kind of slot this in with erotic thrillers of the '90s. It's not exactly a Joe Esterhaas kind of story. It doesn't have that. Mm. Uh,
0: it's not as sleazy as I would have liked. Not as campy. Yeah, not as it.
1: sleazy. Um, this was directed by Barry Levinson interestingly yeah. enough. so my my man bounced back after toys, so you know good for him.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Um, it's much more polite <laughs> than than uh, those kind of Joe Esterhaus films yeah, that have made like a bazillion dollars. Yeah. Um, yeah I would maybe put it kind of between the Joe Esterhaus stuff and something like Jade directed by William Friedkin cuz honestly Jade is like a little bit boring <laughs> and this movie's kind of okay, boring yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. But, um but the thing about disclosure is that it's not precisely erotic even though it does have like a sort of a abortive sex scene which I don't know how I don't know how you folks feel about it but In spite of my dislike of Michael Douglas I do think it's like a genuinely well put together and like kind of hot scene depending on how you feel about uh, dubious and non con
0: so like well that's that's the thing is that if they're presenting um, Demi Moore as the antagonist and it's like tell me that you wouldn't hit that like tell me honestly Cause it's like yes, absolutely, and like that creates the conflict. Like you know, if it was like yeah. I don't know, um, if, if it was uh, uh, like Madeline Albright or something, <laughs> then he'd be like, oh, well, obviously the guy, you know, she, he's been coerced. He wouldn't want that. Um, or um, oh, geez, what's the what's that? Oh, fuck, not Feinstein because she's dead. Oh, Thank bro,
1: goodness. you wouldn't you wouldn't hit that like a ton of bricks. No,
0: I I would push it down a flight of stairs maybe.
1: <laughs> and her suffering.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no. But she's, like she's but she's I mean like, on, thankfully. Yeah, yeah, but if you talk about, you know, it isn't about sex but power. It's like if if that if it wasn't Demi Moore but if it was like Nancy Pelosi. Like that's an open and shut case. But that's what the movie does where it's like you tell me that you that Demi Moore like, you know, was grinding on you. <laughs> And is like, no, I got to go home and like go talk to my, you know, bat you know, boring, um, just kind of sniping wife. Yeah. Cool.
1: And I mean, it is smart from a sort of screenwriting perspective because, it, yeah, it has to be like what would normally be like a slam dunk where like this yeah. woman right. who is described as a nine out of 10 in the movie is like, all of
0: Which? What the fuck is a ten? Well, well, is it well, like an, he, an, been, is, he, it, is that like an archangel? Well,
2: he, he's being he's clearly being nice. Just to, he's being nice to his wife by saying that because oh right uh, yeah. in that scene I, I noticed that today it was like he was he what he, he he wanted to say ten
1: yeah 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 okay and I gotta
2: yeah. get I. I gotta give Demi more credit. She looks amazing in this movie. She looks great.
1: Yeah, she's it's, fabulous. It's kind of a yeah.
0: kind of a Clark Griswold Dodge. The, the one in Ferrari. No, she's ugly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 Although,
1: um, a- I think, and I believe Matt Chrisman agreed with me when he came on the show to talk about nothing but trouble. For for me, Peak Hot Demi is in the otherwise execrable nothing but trouble. Mm-hmm. She looks oh, yeah. damn good I mean- <laughs> in that movie.
2: The short hair. I mean, yeah.
0: yeah. I I mean, why fight? We could go into virtual reality and have the two characters fight each other for my enjoyment.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It turns out that that's what Dennis Miller's department was actually working on. (laughs) (laughs) And and I
0: know you know we already said our piece about Dennis Miller, but I like his character in this because like he's he's like the dirty nerd, like the really inappropriate one. Before we got like the like gelding Sheldon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, like version of like you know, the Big Bang Theory nerd where it's like, uh, oh Star Wars references. It's like, let me say something wildly inappropriate. Yeah. And that is why I'm not rising above the level of like, you know, senior technician or something. Yeah. It's like you you put people off, man. Yeah,
1: yeah you're actually very unpleasant to be around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Dennis Miller. But um
0: <laughs> Right. No, no, I saw something really funny on 4chan. Let me tell oh, you it. Really? Like, <laughs> God,
1: like... <laughs> <laughs> it was a company wide teleconference. Like why why that day of all days? Yes. <laughs> but um bleh, like man, we're talking about Demi and you guys and Tim, you start talking about Dennis Miller, it's like you just poured cold water on me, man. <laughs> but um right, the 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 like I was saying, I think it it. It really does have to be that kind of slam dunk for the story to work because Michael Douglas's character has to be painted into that corner. Like it has to appear ridiculous on his face that he would say, "No, yeah. she, yeah, that
0: he would say, no. she
1: sexually assaulted me," which there's already that there's already the issue that a, a lot of us are disinclined to believe men when they come forward about. Sexual assault or sexual harassment, but then for it to be like Demi Moore, like peak Demi, like right. in the slinky little black dress and the push-up bra—it's like, dude, yeah. seriously? Like, shut the fuck up.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly, exactly. That's definitely the, uh, the the whole the dilemma he's put in. Uh, but I—I'm sorry to derail this, but like, okay. This is something related to Michael Douglas you guys kind of have to see. It is... Uh-oh.
1: <laughs> I, put okay. it I put it in the Did chat. Did you know that he's gay?
2: <laughs> oh, <laughs> Gay actor Michael Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm okay. gay. Um,
0: you heard it here, Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Uh, just just watch it. I mean, it might, it okay. might, it might, it might irrevocably alter the course of this podcast, but I'm willing to, to do that. <laughs> you have to just watch it. I've watched it, so you guys have to watch it now.
1: <laughs> uh, Alex just mm-hmm. dropped us a YouTube link. I don't even want to say this headline. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He looks like his dad. Totally. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no! <laughs> oh. So and that was how he got oral cancer. Yeah, that's exactly. Oh. Well, you know, some
0: men dig snails and some men really dig oysters. Like, really, really dig them. I
3: mean, okay,
1: I,
2: I, I, uh, I could not include that in the conversation cause that was that was a because that this this was a development that happened after we tried to record the episode previously.
1: Okay, so. I'm uh, now I'm in my YouTube watch history. I am clicking the X to remove from watch history. I'm not taking any chances with my recommendations, which are already yeah. bad enough. Thanks yeah. to YouTube, but so thank sorry. you, Alex, for sharing. <laughs> oh God! So- and I guess you know what I'm. I gotta put that in the show notes because you all are gonna wonder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's.
2: I'm sorry. I just had to. I just had to. I was like, cause I know you, I know you're not, a, you're not a, like, just, I know you have a kind of revulsion towards him, which I understand. He's got that kind of reptilian.
1: Yeah. He's a lizard calm, man.
2: Lizard. Yeah. Gordon Gecko for sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like people say that, that the elites of this country are actually lizard people, but I do think he is actually some kind of reptile. Yeah. And, but I will hand this to Michael Douglas. He is not as bad as his dad.
2: No, 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 no. His, his dad's, oh, well, yeah, reportedly way, way worse. Is his yeah, dad still alive his... or did he die yet?
1: No, he died finally after okay. passing 100, I believe. Wow. But yeah, there are some pretty bad stories about the Elder Douglas. So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll give Michael a little bit of a mulligan on <laughs> yeah <laughs> on that but uh, like i said he, earlier in the episode he is a perfectly fine actor i think he does good work here um as i said before the sex scene is well handled and he it, is also it, well it ticks handled all the
0: boxes yeah yeah
1: <laughs> yeah and um it does bring one back to a time when and we're kind of getting back to this a little more in our media um Tim and I have talked in the last couple episodes about how much we enjoyed uh, Yoros Lathimos' uh, Poor Things.
0: A movie that's yes. dealt really uh,
1: frankly with sex, and particularly female sexuality. Mm-hmm. Well, in this movie, you see Demi getting finger blasted. And I was like, damn, they used to do that in yeah. movies? Yeah. Uh, Major yeah, motion since, pictures? Uh,
0: yeah, not since Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, if we had that.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs>
1: a simpler time.
0: But it was transgressive and Crash. like they did a little bit of that. Yeah. Oh yeah. But
1: they were they were they weren't just fingering vaginas though. They were uh... know,
0: fucking wounds and shit. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah it was it's a very like a rebuy. I
2: have, I, have an, I used to have that movie on VHS way back. I have I still have to have to rebuy it again. It was a it was a unrated video store copy. Ooh. Not, that's not fun. Oh, wow, nice. Yeah. Then I
0: think
1: is it a, I think I
2: have a Criterion of it. Yeah, I'm gonna go get that.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. one of it's one of our favorite movies that we've covered on the show, just because it's so transgressive. Um, yeah. Definitely pissed a lot of people off. Uh, this movie made a hell of a lot of money. It was extremely successful, and um, Michael Douglas, Michael Crichton, yeah. yeah, he he was on a hot streak, and Michael Douglas, of course, just kept on working and getting paid. Uh, I think. Demi had a little bit of a hiccup in her career when she did strip tease. next. Yeah, which she was paid about twelve million dollars, and then the movie flopped horribly.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah, exactly. That was like that was like that was such a big ass deal at the time. I remember because it's like, oh,
1: she's gonna be naked
2: in a movie, and she's gonna get paid twelve million dollars, and okay, yeah. And then they see the movie; Great. it's just like this yeah. completely mediocre, whatever, <laughs> of a movie. I don't know. It's been a wolf forever since I've seen it, though. So I don't know.
1: Yeah, I doubt it's good.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm sure I it remember... looks great in it, but. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, I, I, I the most I remember is Bert Burt Reynolds uh, covered in Vaseline in some scene, going, I could feel it in between my that toes
0: is the, <laughs> That is the only part I remember that movie. That's right. Oh. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh, sorry it's just the gross shit just stands out in my head all the time <laughs> always
1: well you know traumatic experiences tend to stick in the mind right exactly exactly
2: i'm Jeez, sorry between, I, I had to pass my trauma
1: on to you <laughs> right, between greasy burt reynolds and michael douglas eating an oyster i i may never love again but you know what it's not safe to do that kind of thing in the workplace so, no. I'm going to refrain. I hope we've all learned a big lesson from disclosure. Well,
0: wow. uh, it is don't deal with venture capitalists. They are amoral, reprehensible, awful, evil people and should be cast into um, Crater Lake, which is just a short drive from Seattle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's cool, too. I've been there. Um, no, you're right. And it's funny how that can be, I really feel like that's the ultimate lesson of the film because sorry, liberal feminists, but Michael Douglas really is the wronged party (laughs) in this movie. Um, Girl boss to me is really hasn't got a leg to stand on. And then the people who, yeah,
0: the lesson is don't be a shitty person. Yeah.
1: And the people who fucked over Tom and tried to, push meredith into a position of authority that she wasn't qualified for just get to walk away scot-free because donald sutherland is still president of the company and he gets nothing but applause for once again because of woke appointing a woman to the vp position but this woman is post-menopausal so it's okay for her to be in a position of right car. yeah yeah
0: yeah because the the people who own the company still remaining in charge of the companies. I mean, you know, Garvin, the, you know, the boss character, like, you know, he basically pitted two of his VPs against each other and one of them lost and he's like, "Hey, you know, whatever, that's uh uh social darwinism. I don't know. Sucks." Um, but yeah, it, the uh, the movie, like I said, it, it ticks all the the boxes of representation. I mean, there's even you know, there's even a uh, a lady engineer who, you know, at some point, you know, uh, Michael Douglas you know, his, his character talks to her and it's like, well, you know, obviously you take her side because, you know, they're both women. And she's like, of course not. Like, I worked for a living. Like, I can see, you know, Meredith as the grifter she is. And, yeah. you know, it's kind of nice at the end when, you know, Meredith gets her comeuppance and they uh, promote the, uh, you know, Hillary Clinton-esque, <laughs> um, you know, uh, woman executive. She hasn't killed you know, as many me. people
1: as Hillary yet.
0: No, no, no. And this one actually achieved her goal, unlike Clinton. So that's, <laughs> I guess maybe that's not a great analogy. Um,
1: uh, well, hopefully she's not like Kamala. <laughs> yeah. She can yeah, just bring a but, sentence you know, together.
0: Right. Yeah. But like, even the, the woman engineer is like, Haha, yeah, get fucked, Meredith, like in the audience. So, like, it all it doesn't return to the status quo, it, it bounces on a more equitable distribution. I guess, and, where it isn't just Michael Douglas where he's like, yeah, it's an old boys club and we get to do what we want, and I have a girl assistant. It's like, oh, my boss is a woman now, but not an evil one, which, yeah, which is actually two different things. Yeah, you might not and know.
1: that's a thing that liberal feminism tends to miss in yeah. their yeah. critique of power structures. It's, it's for... The liberal, it's good enough to just get a woman into that position. It doesn't matter that she's a sociopath.
0: Yeah. What? More women prison guards. Yes, Yes. exactly.
1: (laughs) And I also really like the character of the lone woman software engineer or whatever in Michael Douglas's Mm -hmm. department. Because when we first see her, she's in a work meeting parrying the gross comments of... Her co-workers yeah including Dennis Miller and you get the feeling that this is a woman who has hung on in the workplace like in spite of all the shit that gets thrown at her on a daily basis yeah. like she's learned to be yeah, she's like yeah you know like what can you do it, but laugh it off because like these assholes are never going to change and if you complain about it you get canned yeah. right
0: yeah it's it's intersectional what feminism where it's like yes she's a woman but she also is a worker yeah you know of a certain class so she doesn't just like automatically side with right. the rule like the manage, managerial class because they're also you know a, a woman so
1: yeah and of course to is professional managerial class oh well, yes which sure. you know yeah scum yeah collaborator
0: <laughs> right <laughs> um it is funny too that you know when the way that the whole story wraps up and that um you know meredith is unseated and um, the thing that we didn't discuss is that, you know, Michael Douglas is getting help from, you know, a friend yeah. <laughs> throughout this whole thing that we never see. Uh, and it turns out that that's the woman who gets the VP job and that it, you know, if if you're if you're just a simpleton man, like you're going to get outfoxed at every corner, you know, by a, a more um, you know manipulative and driven woman who can only be undone by another woman who hates her guts more than you could ever imagine.
1: (laughs) Yes. The, (laughs) the, uh, the whore has been undone by the wise old crone. Yeah, we go. Exactly.
0: (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah. 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 Uh, Do we ever get get to like the little, the, what was it? That guy, the, the other, the other, uh, tech, uh, I, I don't know, engineer guy. Um,
0: well, there's the like, there's like a junior engineer, and he like kind of rolls over because he's not in a position like to do anything. Yeah, he's in he, his early he's...
1: 20s. He can't say yeah. shit. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. So that's how kind of how his team gets turned against him because it's like, well, the boss said to do this, and I want to keep working here, so yeah, it's not you know sexual, but it is a power play, and it's like, well, that's shit rolls downhill. So but, um, what's he gonna do? You
1: probably know much better than I do, Tim, because you've actually worked in the tech world. But Mm -hmm. my impression is that there's actually quite a bit in this movie, which is very accurate to that work environment. And I'm talking about the younger engineer with sort of like, in cell tendencies because yeah, the actual yeah, line of what. dialogue he has is they're stronger, they're smarter, and they don't fight fair. It's the next step in human evolution. It's like the Amazons. Keep a few of us around for sperm and kill the rest. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, is, that guy has had a lot of opinions formed on 4chan. Absolutely. Or hell, some, something awful for that matter. Yeah. Um, it's funny that yeah, he thinks but, that
1: they're going to want his jizz. Yeah, exactly.
0: He, yeah. he didn't He didn't say he was going to be nominated.
1: Well, he only yeah. he only writes uh, fiction about that. Um, yeah,
0: right. Yeah, but yeah, every every character, you know, it it is a an efficient script, and that every character does represent like a point of view or a social or like a social class or a certain. You're right. Like, right. You know, a, a gender or a race everybody's or something. Rep- so everybody's
2: represented a little bit. Well, he he. Well, the thing about yeah. the thing about him and Dennis Miller is, I feel like they're supposed to be kind of like mouthpieces for the things that Michael Douglas's character can't actually say
0: right yeah because then it kind of muddies the waters about like how you feel about him yeah and then that's a really good yeah point. and there's also yeah there's also a a kind of a, a greek chorus of like another laid-off tech worker that he talks mm-hmm. to oh. or is talked at on the on the ferry. oh yeah yeah that guy yeah
2: he's
1: yeah like, that guy's yeah, just he's... spiraling and he's just yeah. trying to enjoy the ferry ride <laughs>
0: yeah right yeah so those ferry rides are nice i mean yeah yeah I can't afford to live on Bainbridge Island, but oh, it's doing
2: Northwest. So, like, very beautiful.
0: Yeah. Yes, yeah.
2: Seriously. I mean, I, I mean, that's the one thing about movies that they're set there. I mean, like I, I don't, I, it's probably too uh, rainy for me to live there. Cause I kind of need sunshine, but, um, I, mm. I, uh, I do love the scenery in these movies. That's so always like nice to see that. Even if it's like, whatever this movie is, but. Right. (laughs)
3: Yes, it's
2: just nice scenery. I don't. That's all I'm saying.
1: Yeah, they like they got a damn nice life, and it's funny because at the beginning of the movie, uh, Tom is saying to his wife, like, "Oh, hey, you know, if I get the VP position, like, you know, the stock options are gonna do their thing, and we're gonna be like rich." And she's like, "Well, you know, we're already pretty rich, you know." And as they're leaving, you have an arts and crafts cabin. Yeah,
0: yeah, on the water. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's gorgeous. They got a beautiful house. Their children are well nourished. Yeah. They got a. Yeah. They've got a nanny. Well, apparently. they they
0: take care of their kids themselves. It seems like well, yeah. I mean, there is that... there
1: is that um, that lady who shows up later, who's like who tells him the kids are sleeping, and then he oh yeah 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 he oh, okay. says some kind of gross shit to her because he's very mad. Yeah, <laughs> right. like this is, and I feel like this is. Uh, boy, you know, these things just keep happening to defense. It's really sad.
0: Yeah, you'd snap too after a while. Yeah,
1: because he does He does kind of go on this rant about how, like, I'm just going to be the evil white man that you think I all am. Like, I'm going to fuck the nanny right now or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's like, <laughs> okay, yeah, uh, sorry, I, sorry like, I doubted you.
2: <laughs> pull Schwarzenegger. It's
0: like, that's, yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> Well, that was a
2: cleaning lady or something, right? I don't know. Whatever.
0: No, it didn't like matter Yeah, Same <laughs> difference. A hole is a hole. Fucking I a mean, help. he was yeah. married to a Kennedy, right, yeah. like... Yeah.
1: Th- th- surely women of that family must know what to expect from like the
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> prizes that they wed themselves to. <laughs> so I'm saying she shouldn't even complain. She knew what was going to happen.
0: Right, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah like, hey, hey if, if Chris Pratt uh, cheated on Anna Ferris with you. He'll cheat on you. So.
1: Yeah, I think Tim's still getting over that.
0: Yeah, still so, voice of Emmett. Why?
1: <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So. Uh...
0: This has been Pratt chat.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> with Tim and Jen. <laughs> yeah. He, oh, he 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 came here. Uh, he came over literally into town here in Greenville, South Carolina of all places to visit a friend of his or something he came to for a restaurant my friend worked at. Really? I don't know. Yeah, he was apparently very nice, but I mean, whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. I'm sure most I'm sure most uh millionaire act- actors can seem nice. Oh yeah, 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 exactly. Right? Exactly. I'm just
2: Well I'm plus just he's
1: like a he's like a fundy, so you know, they always have that veneer of Oh! Oh!
2: Exactly! Oh! Absolutely! I mean, yeah. yeah, that's where
0: I got the spirit in me. Yeah, right.
2: and he, uh, yeah, apparently he was there to meet somebody of his who's like a local church leader or something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's exactly exactly what you, the reason he was there. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, with. it's some
1: it's some righteous gemstones type shit. Oh, for
2: sure, for sure. Yeah,
1: because <laughs> no. that
2: that that show is, Oh God!
1: Like I
2: I like the, those guys are always the ones getting the south right in movies uh and tv uh because i like every other portrayal i ever see of the south is either like it's either ridiculously like it's like gone with the wind bullshit or it's, or, or or it's like you know like or 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 like redneck hell or something there's like the, the concept of like the what the way the modern south is the weird juxtaposition of all these different they get it mm-hmm. right they get it right, I'm just
1: gonna say. Yeah, and you can tell because they're like really passionate about like good old southern wrestling and stuff like that. Like, yeah. like, oh, these guys are like the real deal. And I have no idea because like Tim said, I'm a coastal elite. I'm just like, wow, that's <laughs> that's wild. Um, yeah,
0: like seeking out a particular kind of movie rather than just seeing what's trending.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, uh where were we with uh we were we we're back in the Pacific Northwest uh with rich yeah, people. I think we we're
0: starting to describe the plot.
1: Yeah. Um well, <laughs> Tim, did you have anything in particular that you wanted to bring up about disclosure? And Alex, I would also put the same question to you, but first Tim. Sure.
0: Uh <laughs> well, all of it. Um yeah, I was, you know, really enamored with the, you know, techno-utopian of the 90s. I mean, you know, the internet was taking off. We had digital video. There's something really... 3s Something kind of
2: poignant yeah. about it,
0: you know, that that... Right, yeah. This is where, like, I think people saw a lot of promise of it because, like, things that are just sort of taken for granted were developed in, you know, a fairly short time span, I want to say. Mm-hmm. I mean... You know, we had the iMac and the PlayStation and Pixar mm-hmm. and Google, but it was like usable. Mm-hmm. You know, we had rip, mix, burn um, DVD Rs, yep. uh, five dollar domain names. Oh, yeah. You know, you could just like post on Live Journal or make your own juice you could have your own website. You know, you could watch a DVD on a on a laptop. You know, it's. Cokes were fifty cents. Like the Matrix was right. Like the nineties were were peak of human civilization.
2: Yeah, it definitely seems like that more and more now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So everything's I don't know been in decline since then because of the open plan office and corporate mergers. That's those those are the two biggest evils that uh, came out of the nineties. There.
1: That is interesting. The way this this movie doesn't take place in an open office per se, but it does take place in a fishbowl, which mm-hmm. we know was a conscious decision by Barry Levinson and the production designer. Um I believe he spoke about it in interviews that it because this is a movie mm-hmm. all about like whisper campaigns and backstabbing and that kind of thing, um, it's all these glassed in offices.
2: Yeah. So everybody's all up in each
1: other's business all the time. And you can see the direct line from that to the hellhole that is the open office of today.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. At at best, someone saw that, didn't understand how uh, intrusive it is, you know, to as a work environment and thought, oh, that looks cool. Although. And we can save a couple of bucks. We are
1: post-COVID, so I don't even. Do do people still do open offices? Do we not care anymore? Because I know we haven't cared about the pandemic in months.
0: I don't care. I, I haven't been in an office in four years.
1: Hell yeah, yeah bro. That's yeah, the way to awesome. do it. Remote work, baby. That was the real right, promise yeah. of disclosure.
0: Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you can't be sexual harassed if you never leave the house.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you can talk to some guy who'll send you macadamia nuts.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. Um. Would, would that guy... Nuts.com. uh ha- <laughs> Our new sponsor.
1: <laughs> 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 Sorry, Tim, you were saying...
0: Oh no! I was gonna ask, like, uh, does does that guy happen to go by the name Muhammad Jafar? Yeah,
2: no, that was the other guy. That was the so I think the I think the guy that sent him nuts was the guy that he talks to on the camera, the uh, Arthur Khan.
1: Yeah, I think in, like Austin or something. Yeah, something like that, mm-hmm. and then which, they're, they're... which is like as we all know, is the worst place in the world. And you can tell from the way his wife reacts when he, he says that they're thinking about busting him down to the plant in, in Austin. She's like, I'm not right. living there.
0: Yeah. That's, oh, but uh, no uh, income tax. Uh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, that was in, I think that was back when Austin was still like kind of cool and affordable. So yeah, but whatever. Was, right. Yeah. These are, yeah. these are coastal elites. Um, yeah. And then,
0: you know the Gulf Coast is a coast. Just oh, yeah. Well, um, <laughs> right.
1: they're not truly elite, Tim. Right. But uh, Mohammed Jafar ends up being the the linchpin of the whole thing, and it's set <laughs> up way early in the movie.
0: Yeah, he's the minority that you never see, so of course he's easy to forget about. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, and I did notice this the second time I watched it, which I found very funny. Um. Tom is hassling his wife about getting Disneyland tickets for yes. Muhammad Jafar mm-hmm. and his family. And a throwaway line that she says to him is something like, you know, you're the only person I know who, like, kisses up to the people below you. <laughs> and then, oh, shit, at the end of the movie, like, aren't you glad that he was nice to Muhammad? Because yeah. Muhammad's able to help him out with the information he needed to prove that Demi Moore is full of shit. Yeah, so fuck you, because, wife.
0: Yeah, because well, because it all depends on having reliable backups of your data. That's another key lesson that disclosure has taught us. Yeah, it's it's three to one. You know, keep three copies, two of them off-site, and one means something else. No, two kinds of media and one of them offsite. So,
1: yeah, it'll it'll get you out of a scrape. You never know. That's a really good point. Who's your Mohammed Jafar audience? Um,
0: <laughs> uh, mine mine is uh this episode is brought to you by uh Crash Plan, um, <laughs> which I uh, use for. <laughs> <laughs> All of my offsite backups.
1: Tim's like, I don't know, maybe maybe people <clears throat> click on that instead of the sugar water. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but uh Alex, did you have anything else that you wanted to highlight about? disclosure
2: um i think we've covered most of it i mean we could go into like oh that hairstyle looks goofy or that
1: you know (laughs) michael douglas and his (laughs) paul mccartney ass hair yeah
0: or or
2: or or, or that or that or that thing is oh how hilariously out of date that is but i mean it's yeah it's we we pretty much covered the interesting parts of the movie i guess uh just to reiterate uh back up your files Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Important lesson that I had to (laughs) learn last time we tried to record this episode.
1: Oh the irony. Yeah. Wow. Well that's a that's that's a perfect ending right there.
0: Yeah, well, I'd I, I like to record more, but my OS has been uh, compromised by, by hackers and it's all now encrypted and I have to pay them a Bitcoin ransom.
1: <laughs> Tim, this keeps happening.
0: I, look, I click on a lot of links. I don't bother to say where they go. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, you can get two extra episodes every month, plus access to our growing catalog of reviews for just $5 a month by going to patreon.com and searching for Have You Seen This? So, so, Someone sends me an email, I open it. What am I going to (laughs) do?
1: Yeah, it might be from a, a friend. Wink.
0: Yeah. It says it says underage demi more nude and I click on it and go oh oh god.